Welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and with me, as always, Pastor Barry Edgman. Barry, how are you today, sir? Doing good, man. <clears throat> really good, actually. So good. I heard you say something there that you don't usually say. Well, n- up until now, no, I haven't. Uh, I-, I became a pastor over the holiday break. There you go. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, you don't. You don't throw the word around until it's until you've been knighted with it mm-hmm. and uh and that happened over the holiday if if you've been following our podcasts and you probably have if you're this far in you'll notice that we took a little bit of a break from uh end of november where the weather was getting chilly just it was just starting to get chilly in the green bay area and uh we have resumed recording in uh mid-january so the weather is downright cold it mm. uh w- winter has officially has officially arrived and yeah thanksgiving and christmas was that good for you <laughs> oh it's good what'd you yeah. what'd you do for christmas i i got to see i went home for a wedding for my nephew and then i saw the whole family there which is good where, where was that knoxville knoxville yeah, yeah and then but- went to dallas for christmas to see my sister oh nice bro flew into dallas fort worth bro yes sir uh how- it, it I'll tell you, it's a different place out there, but it's a it's a cool different place. Yeah, like it's it's really well. well most of the year, it's not a, a cool different place. It's no, a hot different place. No, it was it was in the fifties when I was there, so it's very comfortable. Oh, so perfect. Everybody was freezing, or most people were there yeah. were freezing. But, yeah, you know the park is in the scarves. And sure, the, sure. At, at this rate, we just uh, last week we just finished a minus seven to minus fifteen degree mm-hmm. stretch for a week. Uh, right now it's currently 26 degrees outside, and mm. when you when you have a week of uh, of days that are minus anything, when you get back to like normal degree, mm-hmm. like in, even in the teens mm-hmm. and twenties, like you, you're not wearing a coat it's because warm. you're just you're just so used to. Uh, yeah, it was it was a very cold and and, and retrous week in uh, uh, other otherwise called winter winter mm. in Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, what what are we talking about today? Uh, today we have clear mindedness mm-hmm. as the topic of discussion in this episode. Clear mindedness. Mm-hmm. It's a long word. You want to unpack it? Sure. You know one of the one of the things that a lot of guys deal with, and and this is a another podcast. This next statement, but I've talked to a lot of guys recently, uh, different places, Zoom calls, in person, etc., and my my definition for fatherlessness is expanding. Um, so that being said, this, what we're talking about today may apply more to more people than I first thought about or realized, or even that we've discussed in our, our discussions about where we want the thing to go, the, the show. And one of the things about growing up fatherless is y- your, your mind tends to get cluttered with lots of things uh, lots of debris, lots of trauma, hurt. There's there's victory and joy and, and those sorts of things sprinkled in there. However, our minds get full of things from historical pieces, historical data, historical experiences, historical circumstances and issues. And perhaps in uh, I could speak to your case in mind that there were some things passed down to us from our father that weren't necessarily positive. So having a clear mind means that, that first of all, it's not cluttered with things from the past. 
Do we deal with things from the past? Absolutely. But we don't let them have residence or home there. They don't, they don't get to build a stronghold. They don't get a closet or a bedroom. It's, it's, it's having a mind that's clear. And without jumping ahead too far, you know, the scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. But if, if we're not in an understanding place of that, our minds tend to, to keep and to capture and to give place to past histories and trauma and hurt and pain, et cetera. Okay. So that's a, it's, that's a pretty wide, wide scope, mm-hmm. uh, clear mindedness. So uh, I'll, I'll start by asking currently in your life right now, do you have a clear mind? Yes. Now, that being said, there are days where the challenge is greater to keep the clear mind. But as I recognize that, and as I begin to place what's happening here, what's going on, how am I going to process this? Then I begin to see a pattern emerge. And then it's, it's not always the circumstance or the situation popping up, but it's a pattern that, that I notice in me. And then as I see that pattern pop up, I begin to address the pattern, not what the pattern produces. Okay. So let's define not having a clear mind. What, what does that look like? Not having a clear mind is, is always being full of anxiety, issues that are made bigger in our hearts and minds because of the anxiety, the frustration, not being to assess properly, part of being uh, a cluttered, having a cluttered mind is not dealing with some of the issues or, or lacking places in our lives. For example, if, if a guy has difficulty keeping his, his thought patterns going, keeping, keeping at work, staying on task, then perhaps there's some issue with trauma or anxiety. So then you get distracted. And when you get distracted, you get off course, you get off kilter, and then you're not as productive as you could be. And then for most guys, that creates a frustration because we're designed and built to be productive and to build and to conquer and to hunt and to do. And if we're not able to do that with clarity, then we get frustrated. Okay. So if you're anxious, if you're mad, if you're angry, if you're scared, if you're jealous, if you're full of hate, uh, full of fear, um, depressed, pretty much every human emotion aside from serenity. That is a, the, what we, what we would on the show define as not being clear minded. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that almost everyone hearing that at some point in their life for sure has checked that box. And my guess is eh, it's the United States. Uh, if I were to guess, I would say eight out of 10 people are not clear minded on any given day. Now, if you're one of the people that do have a clear mind, you're at peace, you're happy, you're, you have no animosity, then I, I guess you could probably get to the end of this episode, just skip to the next one. Right. Um, but, but odds are if you're, if you're a guy listening to this, you have, have, or are experiencing any one of those things. 
I was told uh, in my early spiritual journey that that everything boils down to fear in some form or fashion. Fear is the root of a lot of times anger and hatred get the get the glamour, mm-hmm. but all all discrimination, anger, hatred, um, that all boils down to just being fearful of something. Mm-hmm. And o- always it's something you just don't understand or comprehend. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You're afraid to, so we knee-jerk reaction to anger and hatred. Mm-hmm. So a thousand forms of fear boil everything down uh, to not being clear-minded. Yeah. So you've hit on you've hit on a little bit of a nerve here because if you I'm a I, I like to look at both sides of the coin on things, and one of the things about not having a clear mind is exactly what you said. There's peace lacking there. Now, are there days where we all have some of those feelings or emotions or sensations or uh, historical data pops up or we respond the way we used to and we catch ourselves? Those those days happen. I'm talking about a consistent clutter, a consistent fog, a consistent confusion, a consistent distraction. Mm-hmm. Because peace, when we have peace, peace fulfills or fills the greatest space in our minds. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have interruptions, but, but when, when anxiety and fear and, and those other things you mentioned fill our minds more consistently than peace does, then we're not clear minded. And then we can't operate fully. Like for example, people who have men who have a clear mind understand the power of that. And they also understand the ability and the strength that that gives them to execute their gifting their calling, to use their skill sets and abilities, to lead their family, to lead other people, to be involved in their community, their church. But if you're not clear-minded, there's there's all sorts of these distractions there. So when you when you talk about peace versus fear, and then the the tool or the medium that comes into our mind to be the be the peace that catches attention. I would t- entitle those distractors because we, you know, we can get distracted and rabbit trail a lot unless we focus. But being clear-minded, we recognize these things. We have the power and the ability to recognize. Wait a minute, what's happening here? And I just had a conversation last night with a guy uh, about one of his family members uh, and his father, the difference in the relationships and how that difference in those relationships still affects him today years and years and years later there's that there's that piece of historical data there that's stuck that's still affecting him so being clear minded means that we understand wait there's something here that's that's distracting me from 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 living out what god wants me to live out okay so we define the problem if you're listening and you have any one of these things going on, do you, is clear-mindedness something that's offered for everybody? Is is that something available for everybody? Yes. Yeah. Here's what I here's what I know. I know that I've been reading a lot lately about the mind, what the scripture says about the mind and the heart, how how we were created to have the mind of Christ and to think, think the way Christ thinks. So 
so yeah, we can we can have that we can have that ability. And one of the things that I'm learning about the mind is this: where our mind goes, our body, our life, our relationships, everything about us follows our mind. So what's happening in our mind is going to be emulated in in our lives. So. What's the answer? What's what's the fix? What's the how do we get to the place where we we've understood and we see now? But how do we get to the place to fix or make the course correction? Because therein lies the work is making the course correction. So one of the things that I've found incredibly helpful from Scripture is to begin a process of inventory. Now, Paul says in in many places in the 13 books that he wrote, think about things this way, look at things this way, see this this way, think on these things, those things that are good and pure and holy. So one of the things that I found is that I ask myself is what is it that I'm dwelling on in my thought patterns, in my thought life? What am I, what is the, the constant prominent thought that just, dominates my thinking. What is it? Is it lack? Is it problems with a family member? Is it issue with my spouse, my kids, someone at work? Is it always bent toward conflict? Is it always bent toward anxiety-driven pieces in our life? Is it always is it always directed at problem solving and trying to fix something or somebody? If if that's the case, then we're dwelling on the wrong thing. You can't be clear-minded and dwell on the wrong things. If you think about being anxious all the time, you're going to be anxious all the time. So then the real work happens when we have to change the patterns and the thinking of our mind, and we have to begin to think thoughts and process thoughts and then live out thoughts that are driven by peace and wholeness. So the first step to clear-mindedness is a practical lesson in letting go and letting God? Sure. Yeah, that's when you inventory, you 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 have to, you say a lot, check the boxes. So we've got to check the boxes on the inventory, what's in our mind, because that's going to tell us right now where we're dwelling at, where our mind dwells at. And when you do an inventory initially, it's probably a rather large one. It'll probably take a take a sheet of paper sure. when you inventory the good, the bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. in your life. Um, but if you, if a person consistently inventories their inventories, their emotions, inventories, their thoughts, their wants, their desires, mm-hmm. their dreams. Um, you, if you do it on a consistent basis, it's, it's a, it's, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first go at it when I first did a, a, personal and spiritual inventory. It was a lot of, a lot of writing for myself. A lot of things I had to come to terms with. A lot of things I had to forgive myself for. A lot of things I had to forgive other people for. Um, and that didn't involve anyone else. It involved me and God. It involved forgiving somebody else. Hardly ever involves that other person. Mm. It, it involves me going to God and coming to terms with it and forgiving them. Mm-hmm. It's all done behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, inventory, it, it's any business that doesn't take regular inventory is deemed to fail. Mm-hmm. 
And that goes the same for us. Well, when, when we do inventory, one of the things when I first did journey to wholeness, I, you know, you do a timeline, you've done that and you, you, you do this timeline. And so my facilitator looked at my timeline and said, you have nothing on here except negative stuff, Tra- traumatic, traumatically driven stuff. So go back and think about some of the good things that's happened. So what I'm saying to you, when we do that inventory, we be, we tend to look at the negative stuff, but that negative stuff tends to overshadow some of the good things that's happened. Yep. And I think that's what the enemy does is try to overshadow some of the good things because there is hope in, in the good things that's happened in our lives. There's, there is a message in the good thing that says, look, God was here. Like he left his, he spray painted his name on that situation said, here's my thumbprint. I've been here. Notice this. Uh, because we, 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 we tend our, 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 carnal man, our flesh tends to gravitate toward the negative and the wrong and the bad and the no good. Uh, the, the spirit of the Lord pulls us and drags us and points us to the good thing and what God has been doing in our lives and how he's been involved. So that's the, that's the other part of the inventory is what, wait, what has God been doing behind the scenes here? behind the curtain. What's mm-hmm. he been doing back here so that, you know, there's hope here that would supersede and override and overshadow all this other stuff. Yeah. The good, the bad and the ugly. And a lot of, a lot of times the good can be forgotten about or overshadowed by what we deem the bad and the ugly. Uh, we, we as humans tend to make mountains out of molehills. Mm, that's and, a big deal right there. Yeah. So I, Step one in getting a, a clear mind is is knowing know, knowing the mind you're working with, mm-hmm. you know, and to know anything is snooping around in there. Now, the, the brain's a dangerous place. I, I was always told too early on that the brain's a dangerous place. You shouldn't hang out there by yourself too long, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I bring, after my inventory, I, I disclosed all of that information to myself. I'd read it out loud mm-hmm. and, you know, this this is me. This is this happened. I, I read it to God and then I shared it with somebody else because once the skeletons get out of the closet, they're no longer there haunting you. Mm-hmm. And after I did those three things, I was ready for reprogramming. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely ready for reprogramming. I, I essentially went to my file system in my computer brain and pressed delete. Mm-hmm. And, and, and truthfully, when I did my first inventory, I, I know it was long, but I probably couldn't tell you. Uh, more than a handful of things that were on there at this point in my mm-hmm. life, because once I stopped obsessing over it and I gave it to God and let God work with it, let God do what he needs to do. Um, it was gone. It was removed mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. when I truthfully and honestly asked him to get it out of there. Mm-hmm. The lessons I needed to learn from that were learned and yep. the slate was clean. So step one, uh, know your enemy. Yeah. And if your enemy is your brain, know it. What's, what's, what's dwelling inside your head? Take the inventory. That's, that's the mm-hmm. question. And then the next step is t- to realize that who I, who I was is not, is not who I'm going to be in the future unless I choose that. Yeah. So, so there's a new guy that's waiting. There's a new guy that's designed for me to step into and to live into. I don't have to stay like I am. Because you can take inventory and not do anything about it. But when you take inventory and see that there's too much of this thing, I've got to get rid of it. 
or there's not enough of this. I need to get this back, get some more of this into my life. Then we go to that next step and say, all right, this is the guy I want to be. Now, this is the guy I begin to live toward and lean into. You, you know, one of the things that as a kid growing up without a, a dad, you don't have a model. You lose a reference point. You don't have somebody to, to say, hey, this is the way you do this. This is how you do that. This is how you treat people. When you shake a man's hand, you look in his eyes and you have a firm grip. Those things, you you don't learn those things. So then, then there's this issue of reference point and modeling and who's who's done that. Well, nobody. So then the work becomes, I've got to find somebody to show me, model for me, how to be the guy I want to be. Now, I don't know who that guy is, but I do know that when I see somebody, a dude that's got it together, I do know I want to be like him. And there are people in your circle, probably in your circle, if not, they can be found closely to your circle where they could be a model for you and help you know the guy to be. So you figure out who it is that you want to be and then begin to move toward that. It's just, it's literally, it's literally that simple. It's that easy to do that. Forgive yourself and then yeah. find someone to mimic. <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't, you know, people, Dudes laugh all the time about when I say you need to forgive yourself, man. They laugh because they don't believe that they, they first of all, don't believe that you can forgive yourself or they don't believe they can be forgiven because of what they've done. And if we don't forgive ourselves and give ourselves a break because Jesus, look, I heard, I heard TD Jake say the other day, he said, who, who, who is it, and I'm paraphrasing, who is it that tricked you into believing that you're not valuable? Because God sent his son for you. That's how valuable valuable you are. So when we, we get into this trap of not, not thinking we need to forgive ourselves, we, we, are, we are devaluing God's creation and what God made. And that's, again... That's up here, bro. That is in the and that is in the head. That is not what God put there. That is not what God acted out, nor is it what he planned. Mm. Yeah. So if uh, the thing I thought about when you're saying that is uh people will can people can tend to think that like they're not worthy or they're not those rules don't apply to them. But like Christ came down for you. Like God sent him for you, sent them for everyone, including you. So I, I remember that. And that's, a, it, that's, that's, it can be tough when, when you're really down in the dumps mm-hmm. on yourself to know that you're, you're included in that. Mm-hmm. You are also chosen. God loves you. Other people love you too. You know, that's, there's very few people in this world that are truly alone. Very, very, very few. There's somebody out there that cares about your well-being. That's one of the secrets of a cluttered mind is that that there there is there is lurking in the corner in the shadow is judgment and accusation mm-hmm. in in a in a cluttered mind. Yeah, and that those voices, those two voices, are very loud voices. So if we don't 
you know, there, there, there comes a place, uh, Mario Murillo wrote a book years ago about revival. And one of the chapters in the book is dark night of the soul, where the short version is everything literally comes to the point of death, but just before death comes life. In other words, there's, there's a place that we have to go to and just say, even if I don't, even if I don't have the ability, the skill set, the faith, or the power to believe that God loves me, I'm, all I have to do is have faith the size of an end of a pencil lead, the size of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. That's as big as it needs to be. And then God begins to work with that and from that. So take an inventory. Forgive yourself. Start recognizing some good things that are about you, that are inside you, that make up you. And then find somebody that has what you want and go and get it. And when I say has what you want, if you see someone that's happy and joyous and free, ask them how, ask them how that, how they acquired that. You know, if, if I like the saying that if you want what I got, come and get it. You know, I've heard you say a lot PK that, uh, you, look, you looked at things in your life and you saw things that you wanted and you went after them. You found somebody that knew how to do it and then you, you modeled that and mimicked yeah. that and then you went, to, went toward that. And then from that modeling and mimicking, you built your own version. You, in other words, you emerged into, with that knowledge, you used it. And then inside that, with that, inside of you, an innovation came. And you didn't become a better Keith you innovated. Yeah. It sort of crawls on me when people say I'm, I'm, I'm a best version. I don't, I don't, I don't really buy into that and I may get some flack over that, but I think as we learn and we get wisdom and we be, we, we innovate into something better. And we, when we look at God's word and we say, wait, Christ did this and he thought this way, I'm going to do that. He gives us the power to innovate. So when we're, when we're looking for change and model, we can find it. If we're willing to do the work, we will, we will change. And then that clarity of mind comes and then the world opens up. Opportunities open up that were there all the time, but were shadowed and covered and shaded in the dark corners of a cluttered mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A question I ask people as I talk with them, as I disciple them, as I just go through the word with them, when I hear problems in their life, my first question that I ask them is the first question that was asked to me early, early on in my faith journey too, is, okay, I hear the problem. Then the question is, have you tried praying about it? And as a follower of Christ, you'd be surprised at how often the answer is, no. And I mean, people don't run towards prayer immediately more often than not. And that's something that if you want clear mindedness, if you want serenity, if you want peace, run to prayer, run to prayer. The, uh, the prayer has solved many problems in my life. Simply prayer. People get hung up on how to pray, what to pray, when to pray. I, I myself do sometimes like, should I journal today or should I just pray or should I watch? So 
I'm doing this thing now where I pray all the time. I just try to pray all the time. Yeah. And I find that when my mind starts to get cluttered or unclear, I just begin to pray. I Sometimes it's writing things down. Sometimes I'm, I'm texting things to myself or putting it in, in a notepad that I have on my phone. Um, uh, or I just pray walking or in my car or wherever. And, and when we do that, one of the things about prayer is that we have to believe we're being heard mm-hmm. as a, as a fatherless guy, you're not always heard. And what's, what's the paradox here is we're talking about fatherless guys praying to a heavenly father who probably they have a bad taste in their mouth about, to be honest. Hopefully you can move beyond that and just realize that he's, he's not your, your earthly father was not the earthly representation of your heavenly father, completely different. Yeah. So when we pray, we believe that God hears us, not only that he hears us, but we believe and have faith that he is already acting on our behalf as we pray. Right. So try praying. Pray. I mean, pray. So in summary, as we close up this podcast, uh, this episode, clear mindedness is obtainable. You are, a, you are a, a worthy applicant. You get it by inventory, by looking inside yourself being honest with yourself, share it with somebody else, share it with God. And throughout all of that, pray. I can't promise that right immediately after you do an inventory that you're going to be clean and serene. Like the mind's going to be just perfect. It's, I mean, you spent a lot of years getting it to that point. So it may, it may take a little bit uh, for it to solidify. There's, there's some things with God that's instantaneous and, and then there's some things with God that's both instantaneous and progressive. Yeah. And most of the time it's instantaneous and progressive. Mm-hmm. And most of back to a computer reference, you'll scratch the file on a lot of it. Yes. But you're still going to need updates as you go. The operating system is still going to need updates. So pray, find somebody that, that, that you, you, you can tell they're sincere with their joy mm. and, and ask them how they did it mm-hmm. and maybe take some pointers. It's not impossible. It's, I too have a clear mind. Uh, it's been a long, long time since it hasn't been mm. a long, long time, but not so long that I forget what it feels like to not be clear mm. in my head. Yeah. So the, the highs and lows though, the hills and valleys of this spiritual journey um, yeah, it's, it's life and life is up and down, but it's not impossible. It's definitely not impossible. So thank you for listening to this episode of the father seekers podcast. Uh, if you heard anything in this podcast that you think could be useful to another human being, uh, share the podcast, let, let people know, share on your social media platforms, uh, the more people that have the availability to hear podcasts like this, our podcast is just the more people that have the availability to hear, hear the message of Jesus. Because everything we talked about today was not, we didn't invent, you know, this, this is, these are all biblical ideas 
biblical principles that us as fallible human beings just learned how to apply to our life. So if you, if you, if you could rate the, rate the podcast, share the podcast and let people know. Pastor Barry, thank you again uh, for joining us. And uh, we look forward to uh, speaking with you all again on the next Mm -hmm. episode. Thanks.